0: Boom. Boom. I did it. Yay. I did the thing. Yay. The cry went wild. Yay. <laughs> I I my girlfriend walked in as I was watching the last like 5 minutes of uh Meaning of Life. And she's like, <laughs> "What are you watching?" And I was like, "It's money Never mind. It doesn't matter. Just forget it." I, it's, it's going to be so hard for me to explain, so just say I'm watching porn, and let's just call it good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like... Pornography. I was watching pornography. <laughs> yeah. The three guys were really going at her. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. And then you came the most, The, the awful, most awful porn you could imagine. Oh, filthy. Oh, disgusting. Oh. Sex yeah. You like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I barely do. Oh. <laughs> the porno laugh of the guy who was... Going, <laughs> this is a porno laugh? I think that's a porno laugh. What hey, porn that. are you watching? All I see well, is I'm, I'm going to laugh all over your lower back. Uh, I, I don't watch straight-up porn. I don't, I like the. Um, you just say you don't watch straight yeah. porn? <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah. All okay. I watch is gay porn. That's all I know. That's, cool. that's all I watch. That's cool. I remember all I have time for. We, uh, in high school, my, my friend, she was a female, and her dad had like this two cabinets of porn tapes that he recorded off TV and she did not want us to know about. So, of course, we found him right away. Of course, yeah. And we pulled out and started watching. And it's like, you know, just 90s porn and like 80s porn and all this. And all of a sudden, it cuts to gay porn for a few minutes. And we're like, oh, it was VHS days. He purposely went out of his way to record this and hit it in the middle of the tape. Then it goes back to straight porn after that, we're like, had a long debate there about, was that him <laughs> hiding the... It's like the part
1: where you get on the phone and call Peter Falk, and he comes over and you're trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out what the hell is going
0: on. Because he's not ashamed was... of having porn, because he has two cabinets full of it. So... This so is... you, of course, went deeper and watched all the tapes to see if this was no, all the tapes? No, we didn't do a VHS, one of those VHS movies, which which we couldn't end up watching, which sucks, but... I just compiled the list. I have such a long list, and we're, we're starting the podcast right now, by the way. Um, That's fine. This is a good padding story. But I have such a long list of 62, no, 61 episodes shows here, 2 here, wow. three, four, five, six, seven. So basically 70 shows. And how many movies are there right now? 62 movies. 61 movies. So we got quite a quite a list. I've been collecting over the last couple weeks here. Did you get Westinghouse Desilu Playhouse? I did not. I didn't go that crazy. 1958 to 1960. Joseph Cotton was in one of them. I know. That's why I saw it earlier. But uh, I don't like uh, Arnez, so I don't. I don't want to watch it. I don't. I don't like. uh, Yeah, I don't like Cubans either. No, they're disgusting creatures. I can't even watch I Love Lucy because he's he's half of that show and I just fucking can't do it. Well, here I have this. The Jane Wyman presents the Fireside Theater, 1955 to 1958. If you want to come up with a list of TV shows I don't have in the list, go right ahead. I will try to find them. I told Adam yesterday, or earlier today, I forget which. It was yesterday. I found all of the Freddy's Nightmares finally. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I want to watch at least one of those because they're so fucking terrible. I have zero memories of them i i remember the 900 number that they would sell on every episode where like Freddie's on an airplane he's just like you're bored, or you're scared call me <laughs> bitch. call me bitch." whatever happened to those remember george carlin used to pitch one of them the 800 it was oh, like a wow. number you would call to get free long distance Oh, like the 1-800-Collect shit? Yeah, whatever oh, happened was, to yeah. Adam what?
1: I remember. The calling plans.
0: Yeah. I, I, I had a, a CD player that was covered in stickers for those. Wow. Because they would send them out with every, like all the fucking time. I, mean, I remember George <laughs> Collin was pitching one of them. He even brought it up in one of his stand-up specials. Yeah. He was like, if you're wondering <laughs> I how, I, I how I pitch that and I still complain about, uh you know, selling out for commercials... You're gonna have to figure that shit out yourself. And that was his whole bit, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're, we're we're live. Let's go to the theme song, which is new. Nobody's heard. Adam heard a, a rough version of it. Here we go. New theme song for the new show name. <clears throat> Finally got around to doing it. All right, <clears throat> here we go. There is nothing wrong with your podcast. But there is something wrong with your taste of podcasts. Unfortunately, now we are in control somehow. Wow. Ah, fuck. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, do not attempt to turn off the podcast. Although you're fully capable of, we just really don't want you to. Welcome to LIW Anthology
1: Series Review.
0: Welcome to that show I just said. I'm Phoenix West. Whoever wants to go next.
1: Oh, I thought we were going clockwise. Adam Wilcox. Dick, dick, Dick.
0: I should have mentioned earlier, this is my fault. Dick likes to go last, I think, for some reason.
1: Pretty much, yeah. That's that fine.
0: Surprise me. This I accept you? that. How's this? There, there you go. go. Oh, oh, much better. Oh, there we go. Oh, I feel better already. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, I'm Phoenix West. Uh, welcome to the show. We're, uh, Adam uh, was chosen last week. He He chose today's episode. And his selection that we, the the roulette wheel at the end, chose was Alfred Hitchcock Presents from 55 to 62, that series. Specified because Alfred Hitchcock has three different television series, as far as I know. Because they also revamped this in the 80s, from 85 to 89. And he also, this was 55 to 62, and then right at 62, he started the Alfred Hitchcock Hour, which ran from until 65. So the guy was fucking on TV just forever. Um... The new series that he came out that came out was after his death and it was a lot of them were just old episodes that he had just redone 80s style much like the Twilight Zone 80s which is always bad because a remake (laughs) is bad. The 1980s are the worst so I thought about watching the breakdown from the 80s series because they also did an episode a a remake of it on that
1: but I will Who who is in that
0: episode. Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't really know. I'm curious to see what 80s star they they thought Joseph Cotton reminded them of. I, I can uh, look it up right now. It's probably Mark Singer. Oh, Ooh, probably. that's the 80s. That, that's, that's... Alex Winter. There you go. <laughs> if Alex Winter was in it, I'd watch the shit out of it.
1: <laughs> William Cat.
0: It has oh my God. It, It's from December 1st, 1985. It has a 7.7 wow. This episode that we watched has an eight point three, but it has. Let's see who's in it. Um, John Hurd, really the McAllister dad.
1: Phenomenal. Wow, that's
0: a good. That's a good choice. Andy Garcia. Right. Andy yeah. Garcia. Wait, Andy Garcia. It. Andy Garcia. Is he the guy? Is he Joseph Cotton? Um, that's what I'm looking to find pictures for. Or is Andy Garcia a thief because no, he was a? Uh, he was uh Hispanic. It must be Andy Garcia in the I have it right now. I could pull it up. Let's 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 uh let's pull it up. Yeah, this has got be curious. Yeah, this is interesting. I purposely downloaded some of these just so we could watch them right now. So let's wow. let's find out. Let's let's show us a screenshot real quick. Let me go to That's my... fascinating. Uh, John Hurt's gotta be the guy he gotta be just forgotten then. I don't think he is, because I just saw him standing. The one IMDb picture IMDB picture is him standing there. So mm. here we go. Very A lot more elaborate. Yeah, there's a lot more preamble to this, isn't there? Andy Garcia looks like fucking Al Pacino and Carly
1: way. It's Carlito. Wow, yeah. Carlito. <laughs> Carlito! I can't feel my fucking legs, man. Yeah, oh. this is oh I guess it is.
0: No, it's it's not Carlito. I guess he fired Carlito. Oh, it That's is John Hurd.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it is, is John and Hurd.
0: No, there you go. That makes more sense, then. What the shit? We need to watch this now. Interesting. Yeah, if well, I if cho- I'm curious. If, so. I cho- if I end up picking, because it's my week to pick, if I end up getting Alfred Hitchcock Presents 85, I'm choosing Breakdown yeah. <laughs> so we can watch it. That's interesting. Yeah, that's. I, I would kind of prefer that just to compare and contrast. <clears throat> yeah, because that, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're trying to figure out what these shows are like, and that yeah, feels like a that's good really cool. That's a good uh, barometer there. But Adam, so I get yeah no go ahead. No, i was just gonna say I guess Andy Garcia is the guy that Joseph Cotton fired in the in the original series. It seems like it, I guess that's that's gonna be the case then. Well, the difference is in this episode that we watched today from 55, he fires them and they set up the character in the first two and a half three minutes. And yeah, then, it's real quick. It's, yeah. it, well that's how it should be. We don't need to watch that because no, what we're just looking at there felt like it took up two thirds of the episode. Well, then how long is the, uh, the eighties Hitchcock, is that an hour long? No, same, same length. Oh, is it really? Wow. That's well, curious. Well, the reason they co- they called it the Alfred Hitchcock hour, the, the, the second show he did because he went to an hour long. So yeah, I, I don't think there's a breakdown for that one. Um, not that I see nothing there, but Adam chose the episode and he did hint during our commentary episode that There's some reasoning behind that. I'm just curious, uh, what what made you do this? I
1: love to tell you guys how I arrived at this episode. Well, for one, just 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 to bring it personally, I have a very acute sense of claustrophobia, and uh, one of the worst things I think you could possibly have is no control over your situation. Like like anything that involves no control over my situation, accelerates my anxiety to fucking just epic proportions, where I'm just completely freaking the fuck out uh i go into crowds of people if i can't extend my arms a certain length if i can't breathe i start feeling like i'm being smothered and i get short of breath and stuff like that so i've had nightmares a lot of nightmares where i can't move my hands and i can't speak and i people think i'm dead and i i I hate to say that i've had nightmares like that those are the absolute worst ones yeah always those are the ones where i'm waking up in cold sweat and like What the fuck did I eat? What is wrong with me? I need to change my medication, whatever, all right? So um, also, there was a similar situation on my dad's side of the family. They had a friend of the family who actually experienced this in real life. A a lady that was a friend of my dad's mom got into a car accident and was in a coma, all right? And they thought that she was dead. They were going to pronounce her dead. And what brought her out of the coma was somebody called her an old lady and it pissed her off so much that she came out of the coma. <laughs> so that's a true fucking story. So the way I arrived at this episode is uh, the only <clears throat> parameters that were given to me was that you need to pick any episode between this time and that time. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. I started looking at the lists and then uh, I'm, I'm here in Illinois temporarily at the time of this recording. Uh, I'm here with all my family. So my parents have seen a lot more episodes of this show than I have. I remember seeing a couple of them in rerun form, but they remember seeing them when they came out. So I started going down a list and I said, oh, here's one with Joseph Cotton. And the reason I say Joseph Cotton is one of my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movies is Shadow of a Doubt. And in that movie, Joseph Cotton plays a, an uncle who's also a serial killer. And the only one that knows he's a serial killer is his uh, niece, okay who he's staying with it's a great fucking movie 1934 shadow of a doubt you should check it out i'm not spoiling anything by telling you that because it's one of those where they set that up right the fuck away and the rest of it is the tension between who knows and who doesn't know so joseph cotton is a fantastic actor he was in citizen king he was in the third man he was in shadow of a doubt so that already sparked my interest so they said oh yeah that's a really good one i'm like, "Okay." Let me judge. Let me fucking watch it. And I sat and I watched it. And I liked it so much that I didn't find any reason to explore any further after that. Of course, this all happened like the day after I was given the assignment. So everybody's like, did you just give up being lazy looking for an episode and at this? I'm like, no, it's good enough that I didn't have to go any further. I
0: mean, you found yeah. one that caught your interest. That's all we're looking for. Yeah. So,
1: oh, absolutely, yeah. I I, I I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, you mentioned camera angles. The one where they're they're looking through the uh,
0: the shattered the, window.
1: Yeah, the, the shattered window. The other shot I really liked was when he's actually on the gurney and they're looking straight up. Uh, I, you know, you kind of see the lights going. You know, that way. I always like shots like
0: that. Well, so. I I don't want to bring it up because I'm I don't I don't want to you, piss want to get you off.
1: To, you want to get to that point? Go ahead. Yeah, take over.
0: But just just watch the movie Seconds. If you like that, if you like that, go watch the movie Seconds.
1: Oh yeah, this has absolutely been done time and time again. No, this uh, is
0: this I, is ten years before, nine years before yeah. Seconds. Well,
1: you also, we were talking a little bit about how this reminds us of, of scenes from Kill Bill. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, when 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 uh, Beatrix is in a coma and, and you know she can't move and people are saying things, and I just think that is the absolute most terrifying shit that could happen to you is just not be in control of your situation like that. That like, was
0: one of the I first see. things I said during our commentary was, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. And, and I kind of drew comparisons to a really, not a great episode, but a fine episode of Nightmares and Dreamscapes from Stephen King from 2006. I forget who's in it because I haven't watched it in a few years, but it's kind of similar where he's in, the, he's in the morgue. The whole thing is he's in the morgue. And he's just waiting, like, same thing where he has the... You know, modulated voiceover, and he's talking. It, it's yeah. not nearly as effective as this episode, not even close.
1: But can not- we say too that the 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 pacing of this episode is absolutely perfect? Yeah. Like, the tension just keeps. Oh, yeah, the building. Well, I no guess so. we we'll bored. Yeah,
0: it won the uh, the editing uh, Emmy for best editing of uh, yeah television. In for twenty five
1: minutes, this one really told the hell out of this. Oh great. yeah, still, still kept you suspended.
0: Which is. This- I, I can't see movies like this anymore. Like, this is oh. on TV. Like, he just shows you how awful movies are now. They're all shot the same way. They all have that formulaic, well, we gotta get the coverage, the coverage. Like, no, you don't need coverage. Just get the shot that you need for the story and shut the fuck up and shoot it. But no, we need coverage, we need coverage. You need safety. So we can make it look like every Marvel movie that comes out. I was gonna yeah. say, do
1: you think movies need to be two and a half hours all the time, or can you pretty much go back to ninety-minute movies and get your fucking point across? It depends, it depends on the movie. Depends. Avengers: yeah,
0: like, Endgame could not be ninety minutes. It just couldn't no, no, be. No, 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 no. It could be ten minutes long. I'd be fine with that. And walk out, but <laughs> if it was a short, and <laughs> if it was the last twenty minutes of the movie, I'd be fine with that. I think that's enough. That would make it's it forty like, minutes know. though because there's 20 minutes of credits in a Marvel movie now well i don't I don't watch the credits that's okay I want it out. I'm just saying I don't need to see the twenty five thousand slave Slave, uh, slave. But Dick, that's Korea. the most
1: important part of the movie. You have to watch yeah. the post-credits to tease up and motherfucking oh, movies that are coming out. It's like half my... of
0: those are so bad and not connected to the <laughs> movies of the stories at all. Are terrible. I want to see which Indonesian people were chained to their desks with a suicide net outside that made the, just these... like Korea. Yeah, I want to see the Simpsons. You are <laughs> part of a chain of a wonderful product that is called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Can I mention
1: another thing that I like, too, while I was watching it is, you know, we we watch so many of these episodes, we start looking for things to pick at, like, oh, this is really good. There's going to be something fucked up because we've seen some really bad shit on this show, right? So uh, things that I start asking myself, it's almost like the episode is listening to me and immediately answers that. Like, why don't they hold a mirror in front of his face? Why don't they just check my pulse? I'm like, these are things that I'm mentioning. I'm like, and then I was like, are these people really that dumb? yes they are you know but they're still smart enough to use the key to unlock the trunk i didn't i didn't have that such luck when my car was stolen some idiot pied my trunk open with a crowbar instead of taking the key that said trunk on it big fucking letters well you didn't
0: have the foresight to you know halfway die in your car in the driveway yeah maybe i should have
1: maybe that's maybe that's what i was missing out on. that was
0: the difference that that made all the difference in the world this is me making a butt chin out of my chin. I can't do it. So there's, there's, I have to give credit. This was a, a, a ethnic diverse cast. Yeah, only one yeah. of the the two black men was severely, ra- like racially written. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know they're, both, they're all criminals, and yeah. one of them was the more nicer criminal than the other guy. The second yeah. guy, the one I thought was from a, uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, is from The Manchurian yeah. Candidate.
1: Oh, oh that's there my you go.
0: Ob- obligatory John Frankenheimer reference for the second wow, time. Wow, that's so sad. I also brought up seconds earlier, so that's true. You he had he had in there. Yeah. He had to. Johnny Frankenheimer alive and well on this podcast and nowhere he, else. He's also in the killing with Stanley Kubrick, so you know we got Oh, there you go. Dude works some fucking class A directors. Well, for, for what what's his IMD Is that as far as it goes, like nineteen fifty two? Or 1952 to 62, and he stopped working after that. He also worked on Patton, so he worked with Franklin J. Schaffner. <gasps> oh, my God. Director of such classics as uh, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I love Patton. He died at 51, 1982 to go. 1970. Yeah, see? Shit. But yeah, it's uh, going off what Adam said a minute ago there, the pacing. And you're saying he, he won a what? For directing or for editing? You no, know, it, it wasn't the best editing for the Emmys. That's crazy because a lot yeah. of the episode, and I, and I agree that it should have won, but it's weird because it felt like he got away with something because a lot of it was just a still photograph that they kind of made, made it look Actually, like... I
1: don't think it was still photographed though because I I was watching that close to see if it was still photograph if they cheated.
0: no His eyes are
1: glistening the whole fucking time. He's holding still.
0: Oh, are yeah. They? Okay. Yeah. I know go back
1: and watch I know and I, that, I thought that too yeah
0: I know the frame was moving I just thought they did that to make it look like video no
1: his eyes are glistening and I, I think that was the key is they, they shot it in such a way to where they, they really focused on the light in his eyes to show you that he's still alive and not dead and glazed over so <laughs> dick,
0: <laughs> dick could do it he's staying still like I a statue he could also paint himself silver and stand inside of Hollywood Boulevard on a box
1: <laughs> you're not
0: well, gonna yeah, tell us just... that
1: you choke yourself while you're masturbating, are you? Cause I don't you
0: know I... No, I I uh, don't do that. I I uh I just hit myself with old oh, bread slices.
1: Oh you sit like those old people and just whip their back while you're no. like... kung fu they I'm, they so I'm, I'm so
0: dirty, I'm so dirty. The legend <laughs> continues. Oh shame, shame. <laughs> Oh yes, so
1: good. Oh, so good.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm done. Okay, I gotta wash my hands now. Kung Fu. The dick continues to <laughs> masturbate while choking himself. Oh. Hitch my cock, mystery.
1: <laughs> There's Dot so gun. many rooms for jokes in there too. I was thinking that I'm like, we could totally joke the fuck out of this. At one point, I could have said, "While he's driving, like rolling in my six foot, swing <laughs> yeah. down, sweet cherry, and stop and let me ride."
0: Again though you got to realize uh, he kind of drove into that uh uh cop or prison guard because of why? He wanted to just turn, he
1: that wanted to get home faster. Was yeah. unintentionally funny. I laughed. Yeah, I laughed. He yeah. drove into a chain gang. He has yeah. the, his, his accident happens when the slowest vehicle you could possibly think of runs into his fucking convertible somehow yeah. in front of a chain gang and propels him into the chain gang. And it's, it's his fault. I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's his fault too. So he killed the prison guard, and he allowed these prisoners
0: to go free. So isn't he culpable for that? Is he going to go to prison now? Well, I don't you know. know. they might have changed there. the story. Yeah. Let's put a pause there. Let's quickly go over our personal ratings and stuff, and then we'll get into the plot and break that down because there's some there's some weird shit at the beginning. What Dick was getting to, he's going to sneeze. No, he's yawning. Okay. Yawning. You have some French bread today? Some Italian bread? (laughs) He had some Italian bread. I know he did. And some wine. No, no, no. No no wine today. Okay. But, Dick, what do you you think about the episode overall? Without giving any spoilers out. Oh, it's it's solid. I'd say a nine. It's almost the perfect episode of a show that you would want to watch. I'd say I maybe mean, even a nine point five. Honestly, yeah, it's it's up there. I don't want to give it a ten out of ten because it's, it's you know it's just uh, it's dated, but it's pretty damn solid. It's pretty good. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I would agree. I would give it the same score you did. I'm gonna go with a nine. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's not any fault or anything. It's just uh, for me, it was missing one more thing going on in the episode to to really solidify it as a ten. Yesterday, I gave a 10 to Jeopardy Room, and that was because that hit, like, my personal preference of an episode. That's what I like. There was enough going on where it kept... This was one thing, and it was fine, and I loved it. I just wanted one little extra thing. I don't know what that would be. This is me being ridiculous, I know, but that's the only reason I gave a 9. And a 9's a great score, don't get me wrong. I never gave out 9s or 10s, really but uh yeah, are, right. fucking solid episode this uh yeah. it makes me nervous to choose mine because i was telling adam i don't know if i'm gonna choose a good one like one i believe is gonna be great or one that's gonna be stupid because I, I, I have both sides of that i have both sides in me and i love both sides and, and it's oh. gonna be tough but uh yeah nine adam you you chose I- it What what do you think
1: I would also give it a 9, and I think what you said was missing, and I, I've thought about this in great detail over the week. Like, what keeps this from being a 10? Because it's like it was solid enough. I'm like, guys, you need to check out this episode. It's fucking great. Because I, I watched it before I even chose it. I'm like, this is great. We need to talk about this. I think what it's missing is he should have gotten all the way to the morgue. You know what I mean? Like, been put on the table being prepped to be cut open. I think that would have made maybe they couldn't get away with that in 1955, which is why it didn't go that far. Maybe they didn't have the, the budget to get him into a more. I think if he would have taken it just a step farther, all because this guy does not deserve a second chance. He's an asshole. That's what's been set up, you know, and it's kind of like he, he, he conveniently gets out of it because maybe it would be too ghoulish to have him actually be killed on the uh, on the, the table, you know, but it yeah, and that's part what part of Is the, the suspense is the journey getting there. It's like how far is this going to go, you know? And it, it gets pretty creepy when they show that sign and he's at the morgue. I'm like, "Oh, this is not going to end well for this guy." <laughs> and that's but, uh,
0: yeah. that's a perfect perfect thing you to bring up though is is the moral morality of this guy. Uh, and that I I think a good thing to have is is strangely what the nightmare and dreams case had. Nightmare Dreamscapes episode had, which was his significant other trying to, like, something, another character to bounce this, this emotion off of, of trying to get them to check out this body. Something, where someone saw something, and they're trying to get, it could have been the, the guy that pulled his body out, and was like, hey, get in over here, he's alive, and the other guy going, no, 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 he's not alive. Some sort of conflict there with another character would would have enhanced this a little bit.
1: It could have just been a yeah, few lines. somebody but. that was set up in the beginning, like actually saved him. That would have, been, yeah, would have been the the perfect. Would have given it the perfect score.
0: Yeah, just a little bit more conflict because it's it's a really great tense scene. Obviously, Hitchcock is good at this. Uh, Tarantino has taken over with that sense. He's great at creating tension. He's good at stretching out a simple idea and stretching out to its maximum without the rubber band snapping back on you. And it felt like this just needed a sprinkle of something else. It, it could have been something as simple as a couple lines of the one guy did see the fingers thumping on the, in the steering wheel. And he's like, wait, I just saw a thing And the other guy's like, no, no, fuck, get it. let's just get out of here. I got to get home. A, no. Yeah. yeah. Something like that, where you're like, Oh, ah, it just I was missing yeah. that. Like, Oh, he's going to get sa- Oh no. Oh, that, that well, the rising first thing I was thinking
1: of is when he, when he finally got to the morgue and he's tapping his fingers, I'm thinking if he taps his fingers on a gurney with a a cushion underneath of it, it's not going to make any noise. They took it a step further. They actually surprised me with that. I'm like, ah, he's, he's, they laid him on top of his hand so that he can't tip his his finger because that's literally the only fucking thing that can move. Okay. So,
0: exactly. So, let's, at this point, let's get into the actual plot. Yeah. Um, Well, obviously, we've already talked about it for the most part, but let's set it to the, go back to the very beginning there. I love the credits. I love the music of how Hitchcock presents. It's fucking classic. And It's got the silhouette or it's like a doodle of his outline and he walks Caricature, into it Yeah, and he's just, and it cuts to him talking to the camera and he is honestly, probably one of the ugliest men in history. <laughs> Yes. yes, and he sounds drunk Billy you know, he's so British and he's talking to like a gravestone gravestones in his mouth and he just sounds like the drunkest human in history welcome to show. good <laughs> evening the guy's great I like blonde women who don't like me back <laughs>
1: I like to throw birds
0: at Did you ever see that HBO movie, The Girl, which was Toby Jones as Alfred Hitchcock and blah, uh, no. that bitch was Tippi Hedren. Um, the girl from Factory Girl, she was an American sniper. Who's that girl? The French girl. She's French. Shit for her name. Is it Factory Girl French? She might be. No, I didn't She's see She's a factory it, girl. I can't remember. I also did see up, Hitchcock with Anthony Anthony Hopkins. I didn't bother. Well, that was a good one too. But no, this was HBO one. This was pretty good. But I just watched it in Spanish. And the best part is when Toby Jones is cornering Tippy Hendren, and he goes in, in the um in the in the verse, English version, he goes, "Touch me." <laughs> And 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 then in this Mexican version he goes Besame. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, those are great! I love this." So that's, uh, that's another nightmare.
1: Uh-huh. Oh man,
0: it's that to- good. That's a good movie. Is Toby Jones the guy you get to come in when you want him to play a, a historical figure? Because <laughs> he also yeah. did Capote, and then yeah, <laughs> his version was not that great. Philip Seymour Hoffman blew out of the fucking water. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to compete against that guy, but yeah. Yeah, so that was the same year too. Yeah, it, Well there's like the. St- I remember working at the theater, and that, those two movies were coming out together. Toby Jones, his one was just. Bleh. Can
1: we talk about Alfred's opening monologue? Because it's like I, I hadn't seen this show for a really long time. We watched the Crypt Keeper, and we like, for the most part, the monologue on the Crypt Keeper. I want to, but there was always to that point where it's cringe. It's all there's yeah. always cringe with the Crypt Keeper. Always, this one I felt no cringe because I thought it was just enough. But not too much.
0: And, and going off what you're just saying is the Crypt Keeper is campy and he's punny, and that doesn't that doesn't work 25, 30 years later. Alfred Hitchcock is from 1955, and he has such a dry sense of humor that it still carries over, and that shit works now, and it's still funny. I was laughing at him, not hilariously.
1: Because, no, it's just I, clever I, things he was saying, like but, oh, I like read a good mystery. Yes. keeps me mind off my work. That's fucking great. It's the same as Shaun of the Dead. None of
0: the jokes are going to date in 20 years. I could show that to my kids and they're going to laugh if they're old enough and smart enough and I don't beat them enough. They're going to laugh at that shit. But if they watch The Crit Keeper, they're like, oh, he's making a lot of puns. This isn't funny. Like, why is we like
1: this show, Daddy? You're dumb. That's the Crit Keeper idea. is basically throwing you a lot of dad jokes, just constant, nonstop dad jokes, right and left. And well, not in time. the first season, just in the next. Yeah, that was a good yeah, the season. The first right. season, they still tried to keep him scary, and they didn't yeah. have so much of him. But after a while, it's like the series, that's why people remembered so well, became the Crit Keeper series, and the show was like
0: an yeah. afterthought. Yeah, you know, made me sad, though, about that opening in his his monologue, was he was talking about people reading books. And it just made me sad because we live in a world where no one reads books anymore.
1: Uh, some people still read books. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I like the whole, old
0: days. This is all books, and I got a whole bookshelf out uh, there. I, I don't read as much as I want to. I'll say that. But there's still people that read. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. The wrong yeah. people are reading. The people who don't yes. need to read anymore are reading <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, your
1: audiobooks don't fucking count. So no. don't even try out that shit. They
0: count for like a, a murder mystery book. You don't really need to read that fucking thing. It counts
1: for something that you have to read uh, read over a weekend and you don't have time. So you go audiobooks. But I think some people have just kind of gotten a little too caught up in audiobooks and they they, they call that reading. It's like not.
0: if I if I listen to the audiobook of an Aldous Huxley book, I would not get everything I got out of reading it like i i love i love his books and listening to an audiobook of some british dry british guy reading it i would get nothing out of it you, you have to experience it part of it is just the timing wise is you have to get like you have to put invest enough time to actually understand. And you know, you're kind of because you're thinking about it when you're not reading it you need that and yeah. uh and uh the, yeah i agree not enough people are reading but Alfred Hitchcock had a great intro. It did not feel dated. It was, still holds up. He's dry. Dry sarcasm, is obviously, is perfect for me. yeah. And it holds up today. The Crew Keeper's fucking terrible. And people remember that for some fucking reason. That that's what they want. They want to remember the shitty puns. In the first season, it felt like he was trying to do a, a good representation of Easy Comics and Alfred Hitchcock. It felt like right mm-hmm. in there. And then they lost it. Yeah, just lost it. Well, that was the note. That was the studio note. It's got to be more funny. The kids we are scared. He's got. He's got to be funny. It's, it's got to be a fun show. It's common. The kids like the creepy Muppet. Yeah. Can you imagine how good the show would be like how much better it would be if it would drop the pretend comedy aspect of it like the remember that all the musical well, cues like- that,
1: but how many episodes do we watch where the opening has nothing to do and that's the other thing i appreciate about this opening he's setting up what we're about to see he's- you know and it's also funny because here's alfred hitchcock who b- before this episode before the show even got started had several hit movies out the guy specializes in mystery he's talking about a lot to read mysteries. It keeps me mind off me work. <laughs> he, he was a, he that's was crazy. already in his fourth
0: decade of directing when he oh, did, yeah. when he did this he did TV show. Second Renaissance, yeah. Twenties, thirties, forties, and then fifties. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. The guy, the guy was born around Eighteen eighty I don't even. I, I could look it up, no. obviously, but I, I'm not going to. But and you think he died nineteen eighty, so he must have been born a little later. Can you
1: imagine if? M. Night Shyamalan would have actually been the Alfred Hitchcock that Time Magazine thought he would be, and instead of being the one-trick pony he was, and just now was starting a TV show where he was reading puns and, and introducing an episode. That'd be so embarrassing. It would be un- unheard of. Like Now we can't even grasp that concept, because we don't have directors like that. We just don't.
0: M. Night has done two TV shows, as far as I know. He, his first one I was super into, called Wayward Pines, ironically starring mm. Toby Jones. Or not starring, but he's one of the one of the lead, or he's like fourth or fifth lead. And I loved the first five episodes. I was like, "This is a great mystery." And the sixth episode came out, and they go, "This is what's happening." I go, "Ah, oh, you blew your wad." I don't care now. And then it went yeah, on for I another season and a half. And I sat there and watched it because I liked the first five episodes so much that I was angry with myself. And then his new show, Servant, with Apple TV, I have not watched, but I want to. Ooh but it looks like the boy. Well, you he know. was supposed to do a Tales from the Crypt show. He was supposed to do was, a lot, but people see his yeah. name and they go... He
1: did go eh. where people thought he would. Yeah,
0: he kind uh, yeah, of... Yeah,
1: I think it was going to be on TNT.
0: It was going to be a Tales from the Crypt anthology series produced, executive produced by M. Night Shyamalan. Well, how much better would The Visit be as an episode of a new Tales from the Crypt? Oh, it would be so much better. Yeah, the movie's yeah, fine. would be way I, better. I yeah. like the movie. It, strangely enough because it, in a bad way by the way it's like a B yes. movie done with M. Knight. he rubs a, his shitty diaper in his in his child's face that's, yeah. that's comedy the movie's hilarious the movie's hilarious for the okay, wrong Chris reasons
1: Bieber, he, he became a trope because he was just reading shit and doing puns and getting really stupid with the fucking puns he became a trope uh, M. Night Shyamalan became a trope because it's like there's gonna be a twist there's Hitchcock. gonna be a twist. There has to be a twist, and that's all I got. All right. Mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock didn't need a, a gimmick. You know what I mean? It's like he, he already had all this stuff. You know what I mean? He didn't yep. have to just take one gimmick and nail it. That's why he's Alfred Hitchcock. That's yep. why there hasn't been another Alfred Hitchcock.
0: He uh, on his presenting portion. Eventually, we get to the actual episode. Uh, his presenting Sorry. portion. His No, it's all of us. Because it, it's worth merit because it's our first time talking about it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, his, his presenting the episode is awesome. It's not great, but it's it's solid, and it sets it up, and you get his charm, and it works. He's the prototype Rod Serling. Obviously, there were some people that did before that, but it was always, Hello, welcome to... And it was so fucking, like... Uh, uh, instructional video Welcome
1: to masterpiece theater
0: or suspense or tales from tomorrow or something like that it felt very like a industrial film speaking of Zach, it's it felt like it was just here's i'm scientist man here's here's the episode we're gonna here's why we're talking about it and it felt so blank like your history teacher just talking about setting up the episode alfred hitchcock came out and was like It was different. Like, we're looking at it now as dated and old, but back then, this was fucking new, and you're like, there's Alfred, that's the guy that directed that movie. That's unheard of, to see that guy on TV. This is such a, back in the days, I mean, this is only recent that TV and movie people are, you know, working back and forth. So this was a film guy showing up at your TV every week. That's fucking crazy. Can you imagine that happening? Like, I can't imagine, like, Christopher Nolan showing up on a TV show every week. I can't imagine that well, nowadays. He might, he might have to now because he might
1: do work. <laughs> he's like he's like the tour guide for his own mind. He's like welcome to my thought process. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. Yeah. But he he was never
0: obviously a writer. He's not known as a writer. He's a director. And he, he creates these <laughs> these great suspenseful moments and that's what he's known for. And then it set up Rod Serling to take over like writing and, and then it created a whole he created a whole generation of people, even if they didn't realize it at that time. It's like the fucking Beatles, really. And then we went from there. And so th- watching him, I'm sitting here. All I can think about is Rod Serling. And I'm like, because mm. obviously I'm in the Twilight Zone. So I'm watching it going, this is clearly like the tennis setup. And then Rod Serling came over and just knocked the fucking ball on the other side.
1: Yeah. He's had some good ones too. It's Rod Serling, right? like we, we've talked about that. Some of his his monologues are good. Some of it's he's phoning it in, you know, toward especially towards the end. You know, we, we, we've addressed.
0: That. I'm sure Hitchcock does too, but yeah. I,
1: I, I kind of that was another part that I wanted to do the first season because I wanted to do this show, an episode of this show when it was fresh and new to audiences.
0: Yeah. and he even mentions that in the in the prologue. It was weird. Or oh, I sorry, it was in the epilogue. It, not that it was new, but he's like, I can't handle, like, now you know what it's like to be like me, where people might tune you out, just turn off the television. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, was dude's clear. aware. Yeah, yeah and it, it made me laugh. And it, Nothing that Caper said has made me actually laugh.
1: No. Nor wanted to turn back for more episodes. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's the worst, worst crime of all. But uh, let's actually get into the episode. It's yeah. really simple, so it won't take us long. Does anybody want to take over and, and just go, Adam, you chose it. Do you uh, want to just, I would love to okay. Joseph
1: Cotton is a rich guy. Uh, we don't really know exactly what he does. I guess he's in some kind of advertising bit or something. Cause back then I think we discovered, uh, talked about this advertising execs were always the devil. Okay. Business. So business, business. Yeah. Some kind of business mogul. He's in Florida. We open up and it looks like Florida city on the move, you know, and, and, then we see him sitting out there in his bathrobe. It looks like that scene from, from Goldeneye where he's sitting out on the porch. He's surrounded by his entourage. He's dictating and sipping a fucking drink. And then all of a sudden somebody calls in the middle of his half-assed little monologue dictation thing. And says, yeah, so-and-so is on the phone. And then we cut to a bookworm guy. He's got like a folded-up letter. And he's like, he's like, yeah, did you get my note? He's like, yeah. And, and to make a long story a note, he, he was he was fired. Okay, and the guy is just not grasping the concept that he's been let go. He can't even call and verbally fire his people. He has to do it via note. Okay, it's like, did you get the memo? So, uh, and then the next, he's, he's like breaking down to the point where he finally hangs up on him. Okay, and then finally. Um, He says, well, I I can't believe the guy, he was actually crying. That's just a sign of weakness. So Joseph Cotton is also an a-hole, all right, a heartless asshole. And the the very next scene, he's talking about going marlin fishing, you know. So uh, next thing that that happens, uh, he's he's driving, you know, apparently to go fishing. uh, We're not really sure. It's not really important. But. He's driving, and as we mentioned earlier, he, he has a, a very unfortunate accident with the slowest-moving vehicle you know the <laughs> man and drives into a chain gang, and it's it's comically edited. I, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I kind of laughed. Maybe it's just the, the time, the date, or whatever. Twilight's
0: under the, so, the, the same thing, where a car crash Twilies was...
1: Okay, yeah, one of those uh, hard, hard cuts. I yeah. mean, obviously. So you, you can, you know. Rear screen projection, TV, you get that shit. A TV budget, you can only afford so much. But it's funny how they kind of show the, the chain gang and then they're just like, uh, and, and cut. The rest of the episode is Joseph Cotton narrating, completely frozen, catatonic, can't fucking move. And people are looting him, robbing him, taking the wheels off of his car, <clears throat> taking his clothes. And it is absolutely nerve wracking because he can't move, he can't speak, yeah. he, he's, he's got this glassy look. And we are trying to figure out, and I was glad you mentioned that, we we're trying to figure out if he was, you know, if it was a still image. But I, I can see the glisten in his eyes as the, the so I, I guarantee 100%. And you can almost kind of see his eyelid moving just a little bit. So, Joseph Cotton was holding still for all of these scenes. He was much better at
0: holding still than Anthony Edwards at the end of uh, Scorsese. Yeah, at the end of The Departed. When he gets shot, he's sitting there breathing. I'm like, dude, Scorsese, (laughs) come on, dude. You know how to edit that around that.
1: How did Scorsese not catch that? But yeah, Yeah. it's it's. um, It's him constantly trying to talk to people who are not going to hear him. And it's everybody's worst nightmare to just not be in control.
0: I just read, Stephen King is part of the IMDb trivia. Stephen King said his short story, Autopsy Room 4, was inspired by this. So I was right. (laughs) It is very (laughs) similar.
1: Yeah, this is something that has been done many times. But I think this this was done extremely well. We are talking about really well set up shots. Pacing is nerve-wracking yeah. pacing
0: for a mystery episode is everything it, it trumps dialogue characters it trumps everything pacing you can get over shitty characters as long as it's paced well because you're not with them that much
1: and you made the comment first and I'll, I'll go ahead and bring that back again you said like probably about five minutes after the accident this is terrifying this is this and we've we've watched straight up horror on this show before this is actually yeah. one of the most terrifying things I've
0: well, seen. Well, it's a, it's a real human fear of being buried alive. That's Most yeah. people have that fear. It's, not, or, it's not would, supernatural. It's yes, just, it is it's something that could absolutely... Buried happen. alive. That's it. It's it's simple, but you're like, what the fuck do I do? It's not like that shitty Ryan Reynolds movie, Buried, where he makes phone calls and shit. Big Dick, do your impression of uh, Joseph Cotton in this movie. there we go that's what he does for move. the episode
1: i can't do anything oh somebody will see me and somebody will find me the next day
0: and you get and, ah. and
1: so this is what
0: this is what you're looking at for most of the episode from joseph cotton yeah. but his dialogue he does a really good job a serviceable job because you can't like blow me away with your voiceover but he does a really good job, serviceable job of just keeping you invested. Of like, the character's not going, please! Huh! He's not screaming like the Twilight Zone. Way too much screaming in that show. He, it's
1: the combination of the dialogue and some really well done camera work here yeah. that, uh, that carries us along.
0: The, the camera moves around plenty enough. There's, I
1: left out one detail. He is able to tap his pinky finger. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, at
0: first, at first it's just him with the steering wheel right under his butt chin, and he's it's just so sitting there like, "What do I do?" And he, you can tell he's just like, he wants—he's a like person that wants to scream out loud, but he can't, and you see that in his eyes, and that he—he oh. he, he carries that out so well with like. <laughs> You just picture, yeah, like tw- or, Mr. Science there. I time. imagine
1: for 1955, this would actually be pretty terrifying. For 25 minutes, Joseph Cotton just going. It fucking worked. Now it worked. Yeah, you know, this, this six, is after fucking Sizz and Kane. You know, so I mean, people yeah. know who this it guy is.
0: 65 years later, here right now, and it still fucking worked. This is 65 years old. That's fucking crazy, and it still was. My first thought was, this is terrifying. And I wasn't going. This it doesn't look dated. It didn't feel dated. No, nope, nope, When the all. black guy showed up, it felt a little dated. The the eighties <laughs> show what we saw just in the stills looked dated. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the eighties dated no. worse than <laughs> anything.
0: Yeah, the eighties is so dated you can't really do anything. That when is
1: it? Uh, you would probably know. Both you guys would know this more than me. What is it with eighty shows in lighting? Why was it always so bad?
0: It started with the '70s. The '70s had that super deep lighting, but they used film where the reds looked like fucking not blood, but uh, it's so deep, like Night Gallery was early '70s, and it looks so deep. But '80s, it was the same lighting. They just went to video. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. So you're stuck with video.
1: The parts that you showed me, the stills to look like something from a TV soap opera made in the eighties, and I noticed that everything, all the shows, TV shows that came out in the eighties, none of them ever looked like movies.
0: No, nope. it's it's the the so fifty five we watched this that was shot on film, and they shoot it like a movie, pretty much. They they work quicker, sure. obviously, but in the eighties they're they're shooting on videotape a lot of the time. Even if they shoot on film, they're shooting with TV production people, so it's gonna look shitty no matter what. Okay. And it just it looks terrible. And so the eighties music and movies and TV shows look more dated than anything else. I can't think of any other decade that was worse for dating. The nineteen nineties. No, the nineties look better. Unless it was shot on like you know the 90s. Well, okay. okay The odd the, the aughts yeah. yeah. the ought, the millennial, like two thousand one to two thousand seven movies. But are you going? oh, Oh, two thousand one. Are you? No, you're going because Freddie oh, Prinze Junior's in it.
1: <laughs> and if it's two thousand one, that means that every movie is going to have really shitty CG, just because that's the big thing right
0: now. And Clara Forlani. But some forty ones in that's the soundtrack, true. so you're, yeah, exactly. you're pretty pretty hyped. <laughs> so you got that going. Super. For you oh god another another uh uh the uh, the early late 90s early aughts uh you're guaranteed a smash mouth hit
1: oh god (laughs) only only
0: if mike myers is in it yeah (laughs) oh god but uh so he's trapped in the car a couple of guys come up and rob him steal the wheels off the car and steal his suitcases they run off uh, and then someone, two of the chain gang guys, come up because I was like, "Where the fuck are the chain gang guys?" Because he crashes the car into the back of that truck, and the chain gang like, pff, like again, vampires. a question
1: that you had because I was glad that you asked that because I'm like, I thought that too. I'm like, did they just forget about the chain? Oh no, nope, there they are.
0: Yeah, and then two <laughs> guys Things are came set up. up and paid off. Yeah, yeah, two guys come up and they they or they were they were actually like I, well, Sorry, I'm starting five different sentences. I know, but. They look like they're gonna help the guy, and the the black dude's like, "All right, well, let's get the guy down. Let's 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 check his pulse. We'll, we'll do a mirror and, and next to his breath and see if he's breathing. That's a good trick." And the white guy's like, oh, no, we're stealing his fucking clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're not gonna get far without his clothes." And the guy's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, we'll do that instead." <laughs> <laughs> like it's a real quick turnaround. yeah of he's like, you're right yeah we're chain gang guys i forgot <laughs> so let's see oh, right. are bad
1: guys shit i read the, the cue cards wrong
0: <laughs> but as you're watching it they do such a good job of pacing pacing is the pacing's a 10 in this episode yeah and it's joseph cotton in the same time that you're realizing it going oh they're gonna help me now they're gonna Oh, they're stealing my fucking clothes. They're just stealing my <laughs> clothes. Motherfuckers. <laughs> like, God as you damn real- it. Not again. <laughs> yeah. uh. And it's perfect because like what Adam said in the beginning of the episode, every time you have a thought, they're about to say it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: They're about to take that away from you. And that's always a good feeling. Not when you're like left with five different questions. Like, where the fuck? All the yeah, how many are episodes
1: of this show have we watched where we're just kind of doing one of these? I have questions. Lots of questions. Uh,
0: Point number one for that is that really terrible Tales from the Crypt episode. uh, Something in the Night. What was that episode? Where the guy goes in the hotel room and sees ghosts and visions, and we thought he was a vampire. We thought they were vampires. What the fuck was that?
1: It's a barrage of images with no descriptions.
0: It was... uh... Let's see here. Horror in the night. H-O-R-R-O-R in the night. It was terrible. But you're left with so many questions that you couldn't, by the end, if they revealed all the answers, even by the end, you still would not be satisfied. You'd be like, oh, fuck you.
1: Yeah, if they would have had a notebook with everything <laughs> yeah. written out for us, we would have still been throwing stuff going off. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. None that was
0: in there. It's you David know? Lynch releasing his 1 through 10 <laughs> list of how to enjoy Maholan Drive. And you're like, oh, I already didn't enjoy that. How am I going to enjoy it now with your list?
1: I bet the David Lynch love no Tales from the Crypt*. It was a great show. Fuck you. Yeah, you don't understand. I I died, gave, I've given David Lynch
0: a lot of shit on my show. I don't give shit. a shit what you think. I'm a transcendental meth, uh, uh transcendental, uh, oh God, what's it called? Meditationist. <laughs> Meditationist, right. I meditate. Fuck you. I have achieved a higher level of chi than you. And that's why I wrote my, my third season of Twin Peaks where nothing makes any fucking sense. <laughs> and I interrogate a monkey in a new Netflix special. Fucking asshole. If you ever want to hate David Lynch, if you think you love David Lynch, search this in YouTube. David Lynch
1: Rabbits.
0: (laughs) David Lynch Rabbits. I think I've seen that. You will watch the most nonsensical thing, and you never will make sense of it, because if you're trying that hard, if I'm... If it's like being in a relationship, if I'm like, "Why is she doing this?" and you really think about it all fucking day, by the end of the day, you'll still have an answer. You're going, "Okay, it doesn't matter. It's over." Yeah. So at the end of the day, if it doesn't make sense after I thought about it for a fucking day, I don't care about your career, David Lynch. Everything you makes is, is nonsense. He's I lo- I like Lost Highway. Called um, me. And I like uh, you know what's weird is sorry we'll get back to the Alfred Hitchcock show but. I l- I watched uh, Twin Peaks, both seasons. And then I watched the uh, uh, his movie 92 that he made, The Firewalk With Me. And I went, eh, it was okay. My first time watching it, I was like, eh, it's okay. And then I watched the deleted scenes he just did in 2016, 2017, where it's like uh, Fire Walk With Me and the deleted scenes. And it's 90 minutes of just deleted scenes. I go, this is fucking good. The huh. deleted scenes are fucking good. So they cut all the best stuff out. He cut everything I liked was in the deleted scenes, and I was like, huh. "How do you fuck that up that bad?" <laughs> Where I can watch a movie without a story because it's deleted scenes, and I enjoyed it. <coughs> the That's man has right. no no compass, no barometer when it comes to what he should release. I remember
1: one of my friends saying when they did that that third season, they're like they they, they left on Facebook. They're like, "Does does David Lynch even understand Twin Peaks?" <laughs> Does he understand his own show? Because
0: No. Yeah. Well real These quick, are people that like
1: weird things. I can you know? do a
0: synopsis of season three. They bring back Kyle McLaughlin's character. He takes over the persona of some guy some guy named Eddie in Las Vegas, who's in debt to some gambler guys, you know, some loan sharks. And that's episodes three through fourteen. Wow. And then in episode 15, 16 or so, he shows back up in Twin Peaks. Yeah, I, I never watched the show. And I was like, what the fuck is going This is terrible. No. It's, it, Oh. I never, That's one thing I didn't watch, because it was like, I always said the same thing. It's like, oh, it's so good, it's so artsy, but I don't know what happened.
1: That's what I was just getting ready to say. I'm like, you guys just don't understand. You don't yeah,
0: understand. You're ignorant. Yeah, What's that guy from uh, The Crow and Twin Peaks and... Um... Uh, the Warriors. Kelly... David... Patrick Kelly. Oh, David Patrick Kelly? Is that his name? Sounds familiar. Uh, I think it might be. But anyway, he he's he's great in the first two seasons back in the early 90s. In the new show, he's on acid walking around the woods. That's his entire character arc. And you watch him and you're sitting there like, okay, he's screaming at nothing. I, I love that actor. He's great in The Crow. He, But... It's just it's nonsense. Who is he in The Crow? He's the the not the lead bad guy, but the lead bad guy that kills Brandon Lee's character. He's oh in, the the, he, the guy du- that was in Seven. He, yeah, he's duct taped to the car. Okay. I don't know if he's in Seven. Yeah, is he in Seven. Oh no well, oh, no, no no! If it, the one duct taped to the car is the guy from The Warriors and Dreamscape. That's what I said. Yeah, and Commando. Yeah, his, you're right. his head is duct taped. i
1: on his IMDb page right now, David Lynch, there's one movie here where I'll give him credit for, and that is. Blue Velvet?
0: The oh. Elephant Yeah. yeah. Elephant Man's the least David Lynch movie on his list. Yeah. Maybe that's
1: why. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've seen that. It's not something I'd ever want to watch again, but I'll say, no. yeah, that was the same a good thing. Movie.
0: And I, I guess that was historically inaccurate, too. Yeah. Figures. But because I guess in I the real life. I
1: Titus the, the Balls. Well, no.
0: my <laughs> okay. cock is huge. Fuck me, I'm an animal. I'm uh, a man,
1: not an animal, but I'll fuck you
0: like that. We it. kept going at the Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> no, uh, well, oh, yeah, baby. Now, Mason, in the um, true story, the elephant man had total control over his career in the freak show. And that's why he was in the freak show, because he made him money. So he wasn't like this, oh, poor boy, didn't know what was going on. He knew exactly what was going on, because... Fuck! What else are you gonna do with a fucking face like that? He exploited himself. Okay. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, why not? It, it made him money. He was—he was not a dummy. He was a smart you used to be
1: a dog face boy. Who was more accurate? You belong
0: next to the dog face boy. Who was more accurate? The uh, Elephant Man or uh, Eric Stoltz in the Mask? Uh, uh, Elephant Man. man. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There's no share in that movie too, so you got that going for you. Oh God! I, I I do like Lost Highway and I do like Blue Velvet. Yeah, and all right, let, let's talk about the actual episode. Sorry. I just want to re, I just want to re, redo a scene from uh, Lost Highway here. Do you have a, a smartphone by you, Phoenix? Yeah, I'm gonna say, call me. Hello. Does he say fuck? I can't remember the movie. Does he say fuck you? Or does he say, uh hand me back. Hi. my"? He goes, hand me back my fucking phone. Fucking phone. Yeah. that's what. Yeah, yeah. But on the phone, he says something, doesn't he? He goes, he, goes, he says this. I murdered my wife. That's, oh, yeah. No, sorry. That's real life. Sorry. So, that's Robert Aww. Blake in real life. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. Well, she was a bitch. No one liked her. It's fine. It's nice to fun. <laughs> sorry. That's, when, that's when, renegade. When that's renegade in real life. I'm sorry. When your case is built on the fact that you left the restaurant to get your gun out of the car, <laughs> I think nobody gave a shit about that case. Yeah. Where is he nowadays? Where is Robert I think Blake? He's dead. I think he's dead.
1: Is he David Lynch? I think Robert Blake is dead. <laughs> oh Robert, Robert Blake. Yeah. I looked dead. that out. I think he's dead. I'm pretty sure. Is was dead or doing time? Yeah. No, he got off. He, he's he got acquitted. Oh fuck. He was acquitted. He's god, still man. alive. Oh my god. He, huh. He's still alive. He's, Damn, you're doing infomercials.
0: I wish I would. I would watch that fucking all night long.
1: Watch him sell the juice weasel. Oh my god, can you imagine he,
0: that? He's he got off on that murder, and he's since <clears throat> married.
1: <And laughs>
0: they're filed for divorce. Who in
1: the fuck the <laughs> guy that killed his wife? What the fuck is wrong with you? So, so be
0: honest, she wasn't that great of a lady. So Bonnie Lee Baker, bakley he he <laughs> he you know 2001 is when they're d- d- you know not divorced <laughs> but when their marriage ended because of her death 2017 <laughs> 16 years later he was married and then yeah
1: don't do the crime if you can't do the time. don't do it
0: oh wow was acquitted of chart. was acquitted on the charge of killing his wife 2005 so well that was the problem I think the problem was they're trying to get him on murder not Hiring somebody to do the murder, and that's what it cost him because he probably hired somebody to do it, but they didn't pursue that in the case. Oh, fucking idiots. Anyway, Tailson, no, sorry, uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents. They oh. loved Beretta on that jury, they loved
1: it. <laughs> it took exactly one episode to fuck that up, Phoenix. I'm kind of amazed. Two episodes.
0: This is our okay. second one away. <laughs> We were talking about Tales from the Crypt though recently in the we show. Were. So yeah, we yeah. I we threw you off. Yeah, give me some, give me some leeway. Uh, yeah, he he uh, ends up in the in the morgue. Maybe he's on his way. I did like that shot as well. We we're talking about shots earlier uh, when the the two doors for the morgue opens up. Of course, mm-hmm. they showed him looking up the nostrils of the guy carrying the morgue, and you hear like yeah. the like a Walmart shopping cart. This guy's his squeak wheel
1: squeaking. Yeah, his
0: gurney. And he's like, stupid wheels, grease the wheels. And he gets in there, they open up the morgue doors, and you see the two doors open up, and you see it says City Morgue, and on the reflection, the shadow of the one door from the light, it reads City Morgue as well. I like that shot. And you yeah. see over here, it also has like a bar, like some neon lights over there that say City Morgue. I was like, damn, this is a fancy-ass morgue. What is going on here? It's the morgue slash drinking hole of the local town. <laughs> is that what it
1: is? Yeah. Uh, during the day, it sells uh, brunch, you know, yeah. a fucking champagne brunch.
0: Hey, just leave that body here overnight. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll take care of it in the morning. It'll smell you know, like shit tomorrow. We're fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It ain't rotten yet. And he yeah, throws a sheet over it. Just his
1: him. cultured swine to sweetbreads.
0: I'm I- kind of surprised considering that he had no clothes on. He wasn't raped to death. <laughs> and I kind of go off what Adam says. I was thinking he's going to fall asleep, and that's what's going to kill him. And no. it cuts back to later and he woke up and he's like, I must have fallen asleep. I was like, Alright, they addressed that issue. And here we go. I'm like, what the fuck's gonna happen from here? And uh he starts he's like, Alright, now that I'm alone with these guys, they took the sheet off him. He's like, I can I can snap I can start tapping my finger on the gurney. They're gonna hit why is my finger moving? And they show the angle and it's his hand is tucked up under him and his asshole. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they do that. If and it was like a visual uh, exam of the body, like, huh? What's yeah, broke yeah. his neck.
1: <laughs> this
0: He's is the greatest great
1: corners. <laughs> this
0: is the great corners. This is like amazing. This is, a, uh,
1: this is probably how corners really
0: work in modern society.
1: Yeah. Now, hey guys, to be fair, this is
0: pre-CSI. So. This is their autopsy. It looks <laughs> like he broke his neck in a, in a in a dry. You know, he drove into something. Yeah, you're probably right. Shattered the column. Yeah, eh, I mean, yeah. Let's just write it up as that. He
1: probably broke his neck trying to suck his own cock. Yeah.
0: Hold on a minute. He's got tears coming out of his eyes.
1: Happens yeah, a lot around yeah. here.
0: Let's pull them in half. See if he made it. <laughs> God, he did not. He did not make it. Poor man. <laughs>
1: but you know what's interesting, though, the fact that you, you had said you, you said the same thing. We were all thinking, "Oh my God, this is not going to end well for this guy. He's going to probably fall asleep, and get cut open." That's how dark this episode goes. It take it takes you to dark places, right to the edge, right to the edge.
0: Yeah. And you are like, That's "All right, right, he's fucked." And then he's just like, the guy sees a tear coming out because he's finally like, this is fucking it. The guy gives, Joseph Cotton gives up and he's like, I can't move my fingers. I'm fucked. And a will tear comes breakdown. out of his eyes. Yeah. And then uh, the coroners learn uh, next time we get a guy like that, we'll just stab him in the eye and see what happens. <laughs> well, I think Adam breakdown is a reference to the truck that was broken down. That's what caused the accident.
1: Oh, that too. Yeah, that's That's what I assumed it meant. It's a double, it's a, what do they call it? A double. They call um, it a breakdown
0: of breakdown. (laughs) It's a breakdown again.
1: (laughs) Breakdown.
0: But uh, yeah, he starts crying and the guy's like, this guy's alive. Let's get him out of here. Let's get him some help. Let's get some
1: real people. Crying is a sign of weakness.
0: That's right. And in the beginning of the episode, he said, I can't abide a man who cries. Uh, well, such a week. What a of week. A on, week, boy. A Adam, ready, Adam? There you get, go. Get it. Yeah. Right out of the park. Catch yeah. it, Adam. Mark catch it, McGuire. <laughs> right yeah. out of the park. Just as much steroids as Mark Maguire. Oh, Set up payoff. Yeah, pay yeah it, it was written into earlier, that exact line. It didn't feel like a stupid fucking payoff line like a, like a rom- rom-com does. Yeah. Yeah, this was made Sandler now. Movie, somebody
1: would have had to say, "Oh, I can't cry; it's a sign of weakness. I can't do it." I, you, you know, I
0: even Twilight Zone would have been like, "You know, I never cry. I would have. I would never cry." Like
1: they would have had to drill it on even nail.
0: more. Yeah. I, and and again, I love Twilight Zone, obviously, but sometimes the writing's a little bit obvious just to get to the audience for no reason. And Alfred Hitchcock is proving here: you don't need to. You don't need no. to. Well uh J. Scott was pretty fucking smart and he knew the audience was smart too and that's why he'd never pulled that Hollywood game and that's why he got in trouble so much cuz like he was he was right don't that's tell me movie
1: is, is the fact that new twilight zone even though they know people are watching the new twilight zone because they've watched the shit out of the old ones and love them to death somehow still think their audience is so stupid that they have to spell no. everything out. They have There's no respect for diagrams. You know.
0: That's what it is. They think they're smarter than the audience and they have no respect for the audience. I think that's the problem. See, See
1: was, we I, the fact of the three of us, us people, yeah. this old-ass, what, we said 64, 64 Six, years old. 65 year? years
0: old this year.
1: 65-year-old right. episode. Yeah. We knew the payoff. We knew the, the the meaning of the title. The show never had to tell us. We
0: yes. We figured it out. Yeah. I, and right. if I can give my personal opinion on, on the new Twilight Zone, I don't think they think the audience is stupid. I think they want to go. We're more advanced than you are. Think that's like us. I yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretentious. We're, We're so better. we know better than you do. Think like us. Watch this and learn from us. That's what I. Two plus two, two five. Two plus two equals five. Just the new season. Just the first season. The second season. Held back and and was was fairly decent for the most mm. part. Did Jordan Peele write all the first season episodes? No, he wrote zero. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, really? I thought he fucking that was his show. No, he uh he he wrote the Nightmare uh, 30,000 feet episode, but that was already written by Richard Matheson. So that's funny. You know, his Richard Matheson's uh, son was the Bill and Ted guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. <laughs> That he is writes, weird. Yeah, he, he does some stuff. That is bizarre. Thinking of the yeah. difference there, because Richard Matheson is one of my favorite writers. I love a lot of his movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, uh, Stir of Echoes was great. Uh, what Dreams May Come is great. Dick's gone. Dick doesn't care.
1: You know, Stir of Echoes could have been a decent uh, Twilight Zone or, or episode of a show. I, I feel like they, they probably could have maybe told that story in and uh, maybe. Maybe one or two episodes.
0: Well, that's on our list uh, for yeah. this. This I don't, you can't see it on this shot, but over here there's a '80s, '2000s night gallery bingo hopper thing, and I have oh, movies no. on there as well. And first one I'm going to choose is *Stir of Echoes.
1: Fair enough.
0: What the fuck am oh, I looking at? *I Am Legend*. Nice.
1: Hell House.
0: What's Hell House? This is first edition too wait for him to get his headphones on What's I found, found that thrift store for a dollar the first edition of this is it a graphic I novel
1: I think you what have like the screen it? screen part of your uh, thing kind of like, it yeah something? he
0: does <laughs> Look, is that weird that's what? crazy what images you have chosen it's like someone else some other guy Whoa. showing up. It's like when Adam used to hold up his water bottle. I'm like, oh, stop. Oh, yeah.
1: This, this one went, went crazy. See how the Whoa.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't
1: put the green screen in the back of the RV. So,
0: yeah. So, um, I, I recommend watching this episode. I guess we'll end on this. I recommend watching it. Uh, I, the reason I started this podcast. The reason I was so inclined to do a a different show and and why I let Adam talk me into doing like a different show than Tales from the Crypt is there's one episode I have in my mind since childhood. And I don't want to give away what it is because I want to be surprised if we ever watch it. So I don't want to tell you guys what it is, but I'm hoping one day we're sitting here, could be 30 years from now, because it feels like it will be. uh, When I'm watching it, I go, that's it. And then I die and I'm fine with that. But I, I want to watch that episode, and I think it might be an Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode. I just don't know. Ooh. And I don't want to look too far into it, because I don't want to be caught off guard now that we're doing this. <laughs> or I don't want to know ahead of time, I should say. Okay. okay. I, I want to be surprised. Huh. It's not like when I was looking for that movie since childhood, Dick. Do you remember? that And it ended up being uh, House on Tombstone Hill, or Dead Dude oh, the okay. House. And I bought oh, that wow. VHS, and we watched it, and we're like, oh, this is dog shit yeah i covered that in b movie battle it's it's dog shit. <sighs> that's behind me too right here yeah well that's i figured out this was, um that was reminds me of the time I, I was trying to figure out a horror movie and i ended up realizing i had seen it before and it was ha- technically it's house three oh. it's with, um, with uh, lance hendrickson and uh, the character actor who's in everything and uh he was in blade runner he was in tango and cash Oh, fuck. Why can't I remember these guys' names anymore?
1: Oh, is it the... Uh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's... Uh, he,
1: he's... Uh, he's good. Let me tell you about my mother.
0: Yeah, I said...
1: A... Yeah. life a bitch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the turtle.
1: What's the turtle? What's that? You it's know what the animal. funniest movie that guy was in? is? Is Remember that movie, Enemy Mine? He's oh, a- yeah, Joy in that fucking movie. <laughs>
0: brian james. <laughs> oh brian james the guy with the, the mullet brian, brian brian james the guy with the mullet and the bald he's kind of bald right here yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah i know you're talking about yeah he was in um shit 1999 he was in 173 productions holy fuck is he alive no, he died in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's what you said. It cut out for age, me. at age fifty-four. How sad is I that? I thought you said he was in nineteen ninety-nine. No. <laughs> okay. He might have been. Space, nineteen ninety nine. He was in a grave in nineteen ninety nine
1: now. In the show we revealed reviewed
0: last night. Yeah. We were stri- we were, he's in striking distance. Remember that wonderful Bruce Willis movie about boats? Striking distance nope. with a... Nope. Oh, fuck, who's in that movie with him? Who, who's the number one cop? Who's the female on that? Sarah Jessica Parker. okay, not what I was thinking of then. <laughs> and, the, and the guy the guy that was the killer is the guy that was a killer in real life who shot his girlfriend with a shotgun in the bathroom. He was on uh, uh, um, the, that awful show that, about the woman that was the newscaster Beretta M- Murphy Brown Murphy Brown. Oh. <laughs> Murphy
1: Beretta. that's a great show. Yeah,
0: it came you know, back. TV was
1: really bad in the 80s, man. It was Murphy, Brown, Murphy Brown
0: came back and nobody noticed. Nobody there, gave a shit.
1: There were some good movies in the 80s, but the TV shows were not, not even candidates
0: cared. But fuck you, you know how much money they made in the 80s off of TV? Oh, oh god, so, it was
1: so bad, though. Ted Danson yeah, is still cares? getting royalties,
0: Ted Danson is oh. still soaking in the money. They made so much money in the eighties. It's it's like
1: that's why they deserve everything bad to happen now. The best thing that was on TV in the eighties was V, the series. That was uh, awesome. Never seen it. Not that not this the extended series, just that mini series. Frank series yeah. good. When I told Frank what
0: we're doing on this show now with the anthology, he goes, Are you doing V? I go. I don't... Is that an anthology?
1: It's not an anthology, no. No. I I wish to God we were doing V. You know, what you need to do is start a a separate show for just old shows.
0: Well, I was thinking, because some episodes of shows like are are kind of this character goes to a whole new situation every week, like Incredible Hulk or something like that. And I was like, that's not really anthology. I have the Hitchhiker on the list. I'm I'm including that. But... (sighs) You know what it, I mean? It,
1: it really needs to be a different story every week, not just a different episode. Exactly. Scene.
0: Like, I have Hitchhiker and High Maintenance on the show. Like, I like love the, main character. the Incredible
1: Hulk. Yeah. But the Incredible Hulk did the same thing that fucking Kung Fu did. It's exactly. Like he goes to a different town. He stays there as long as he can. Something gets fucked up, and, and he's got to go because somebody's following him. It's the same shtick. Yeah. So he did. He did the same thing.
0: There's a lot of those shows, but I did, did include the Hitchhiker. Yeah. Uh, but because every episode feels so different and and it doesn't like in, sorry, incredible Hulk is about that character being in the situation. Hitchhiker is not like that. It's just this character shows up and it's about that story. So I'm kind of curious. So without further ado, shall we? Well, would quantum leap be counted as an anthology series since every episode is different? No, no, because it's about the basic premise of him trying to get back to his home. Right. If it, it, it,
1: to be an anthology series, it needs to be literally every week as something completely different, different characters, oh. different cast, different story.
0: Oh my God! No, look how many are on there, and can you see my board?
1: Red, Red Letter Media calls this the
0: <laughs> wheel of the worst. How few are on mine? This this that. this version. But, this, is like hor- this is painful to look at. Without further ado, uh, yeah. Adam, tell me when to stop sorting. Okay. Oh, hold on. It hasn't sorted anything yet. Sorting like morality. Bitch. Turn, turn, hold on. turn. Hold on. Let me. Uh, why is it not sorting? Let's try this again. Maybe it needs to be refreshed. Sure. Sure. Three season sorting, sorting, sorting. Sort, sort. It's not sorting. Oh, shuffle. Sorry. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Adam, tell me when.
1: Can't see. Don't I want to see? No, you're shuffling. Okay. Uh, when. Dick,
0: tell me when the hit the It's up! Stop! The... Fuck I'm nervous. This is my choice. Oh, I don't want to watch. Tails <laughs> to the Crypt, no! <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's okay. You can pick the John Frankenheimer episode.
1: We killed him. We killed. Phoenix. He's you right. Can pick, I can
0: pick the Frankenheimer one. I you am. Pick the Frankenheimer. Oh, I pick Frankenheimer.
1: one. But at least pick one that doesn't suck, please. Wow. Oh, oh you guys. Wow. Know. Okay, we've been shitting on that series this entire episode, and literally that's the one that. Comes
0: okay, up, so I can't remember which one's coming. I think it's Maniac at Large from season yes, seven. It. Yeah, it's Maniac at Large. So I'm gonna choose that for next week. The week okay. after that, do you guys? Because we have, there's only four people on the show. Next, next week after that, for episode 29, we have a blank spot. Hmm. So do you guys want to do breakdown from 1985 and just compare Ooh. it?
1: Sure. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, okay, That'd so we'll, yeah.
0: we'll have one th- once every five episodes. So it's basically going to be Jansen, Adam, me. Oh, Dick. well, Dick's choosing the, the Tales from the Crypt ones for a little bit. So you'll get a slot in here soon. but Right. Yeah. So in the meantime, we'll just do the 80s for episode 29. Dick's going to choose a Tales from the Crypt from episode 30. From his top ten list, he's going to choose an episode. So we're going to have... One out of three of the next... Two out of three of the next episodes are going to be Tales from the Crypt, unfortunately. I apologize. But this was included in my top ten, though, was the John Frankenheimer one. so I think we're going to be okay. Okay, so next week is going to be Maniac at Large, John Frankenheimer episode. I think it's 7.05? Something like that. Of Tales from the Crypt. I can look right now. I still have it loaded. Let's find out. Maniac at Large. No, it's not season seven. Season six. I don't know what it is. Doesn't fucking matter. I want to take him in more airtime. But next week, Test from the Crypt, John Frick and Hammer directed, wherever that is. Week after that, 85 version of uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents Breakdown because I am curious now. Yeah. And then the week after that is going to be whatever Dick chooses for his.
1: Top ten list.
0: <laughs> I put I put effort into it, so it should be it should yeah. be subpar at best. Now, that
1: one f- thing we have discovered on doing this show is that sometimes remaking an old episode is not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Like, True,
1: guys you know, like remakes.
0: Not always, but no, I feel like this Hitchcock. one's gonna be because <laughs> there are a lot of of original Alfred Hitchcock presents from '55 that they did on the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. They're mm. just expanded versions. So well, yeah, eventually we're going to we're going to see all this shit, so we'll find out. Yeah. I wish I would have chosen a show I hadn't seen before because most of these shows on my list I have not seen before. But no, of course I drew Tales from the Crypt. This thing fucking hates me. Even this is cursed. But at least it's the Frankenheimer one, so that that's some solace you can take in that.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm so angry. Frankenheimer all night.
0: You know how pissed Jansen's gonna be when I tell him we chose Tales from the Crypt. I want to see his face. <laughs> don't tell him till he's on the show.
1: You know what? I'll keep it a secret just for that. Yeah, reason. don't say anything. Just for that setup, I will keep it completely quiet.
0: I want to be there live when he sees. it. You the... know he's
1: not gonna watch this episode, so no, no, you'll have no fucking clue. <laughs> ah. You, you ah. got a surprise in store for you, Jansen. Damn it. Shit. Oh, he's gonna be so
0: upset. So, yeah. I don't blame him, but <laughs> you let him um, <laughs> LIWstudios.com for me. L I W Anthology Pod on Twitter for this show. L I W Studios on Twitter as well. Adam
1: RaidersLostFlix dot com for me. Raiders underscore OTLF on Twitter and Raiders Lost Flicks on YouTube for bad movie reviews and discussions.
0: I got uh, Pierce Farms Media on Facebook. It's a slow growing page of all my shit. It has uh, links to old podcasts and uh, how to get the books and all that shit. Yeah. Leo Red, I think Red it's said RIP Phoenix. I don't know. It was about when I chose Tales from the Crib. That's, that's probably why. Leo Red, is that, is that why you said RIP? Yeah. I I think you're going to be okay. I think Frankenheimer's going to take you over the finish line. Well, here's the thing. I know it's going to suck. I know that (laughs) John Frankenheimer's probably going to suck, and that's going to piss me off worse.
1: Because you have to
0: say that John Frankenheimer made something that sucks. He made so much (laughs) shit that sucks. I can say that now. He made Reindeer Games. He made The Prophecy. He made uh, the
1: Island of Dr. Moreau. (laughs) He showed up for the
0: Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, he should have. That that was that was him just f- finishing what was there. That's like, like knew
1: was cursed.
0: That's like saying this this guy was a shitty driver uh, when it was yeah. really the people in the way. This was Val Kilmer and and uh, Marlon Brando blocking the production. They were his breakdown, and he just drove ever, into it. Did you ever see the, the, the that documentary about yeah, that movie? Lost souls. Oh, yeah, Lost Souls. Yeah, that's great. And that fucking poor actor, who's like this was his biggest job of his career, and he got signed line for that little fucking
1: freak show
0: yeah. that that that's a Brando love a little midget I, monster I
1: thing. I finally I finally wa- I watched that documentary and I loved it, and then it's, I loved it so much I had to go back and buy the movie so I could watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, I gotta buy it. It's good. And then uh, I watched the Heart of Darkness documentary. You guys were yes, me? yes. That's I still haven't good watched shit. that. That's, yeah, a good that's, shit. that's actually awesome. surprisingly uh, that documentary. Made um uh, Francis Ford Coppola look a little more hopeless than I expected it to. Yeah, like the guy was completely out of control. He made a good movie for being under those conditions. Oh, absolutely! I, I was I just amazed that the movie came out the way it did. It I wouldn't say.
0: I wouldn't exactly. I I wouldn't say surprisingly made a good I'd say he made a masterpiece.
1: He with, did. Given those I conditions, love that movie to death. And, Which and just just. Seeing what he had to work with and the way he was breaking down and losing control, yeah. the fact that he made and strung all that together the way he did is, is a marvel beyond my mind.
0: But you kind of got to go, oh, he never made another good movie after that. I don't, fucking, I don't fucking care. No. Well, honestly,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. I do personally like Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I do feel like it was miscast. And I blame the studio for that.
0: Night. Yes. But he also made four masterpieces in his life and then fell off yeah, the in the seven
1: In the 70s. Yeah, He never had to prove himself again. After
0: that. Yeah, yeah. It was like all the, the 70s. Okay, this, is his, this is his fucking career in the 70s. He writes and gets the Oscar for Patton. He directs The Godfather. Godfather 2, The Conversation, uh, fucking Apocalypse Now.
1: <laughs> yes. I think he produces was,
0: American Graffiti.
1: What was most fun about that is the way they interview the actors... And the actors kind of talk about the events as if they were in a prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, like they actually went through Vietnam. You know what I mean? Like they just—they don't want to talk. Especially the guy that played Lance. He's just like, yeah, you can tell that that movie clearly bothered them. Bad. Well, no,
0: because he's a fucking fucking stoner. He couldn't remember if he he's still so high. <laughs> he
1: probably remember. He probably is like the highest one of the fucking.
0: He, he really did take ass. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I take it but back. back. I, t- I took it. He did one movie in the 80s I liked. And that's, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cotton Club. No, Cotton Club is bad. Peggy Sue Got Married is decent. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good, yeah. Peggy okay. Sue Got Married. Tucker's not any good. Jack is not any good. Um, oh, that's bad. Uh, I don't mind Rainmaker. fish is, is good yeah, for performances, but the movie sucks. Mickey Rourke yeah. isn't a... And then he made a uh, he made movies with Nick Cage, his nephew, and that was kind of a mistake, honestly. That's all he did though. Is the one movie, right? No, he did Rumblefish, Cotton Club, uh, Peggy okay. Sue Got Married. No, but with with, with uh, Nick Cage, all three of those movies have Nick Cage. Well, there isn't that. Nick Cage plays uh, uh, Richard Gere's brother in Cotton it. Club and gets shot in a phone booth. He plays Peggy mm. Sue's husband. He, yeah, has that, no, not, yeah. he has that stupid accent. Like, the stupid accent. And Rumblefish, oh, he plays, like, uh, Matt Dillon's friend. Okay. Wow. Anyway, check out New Cage Cast. Um, let's get out of here, guys. I'm looking forward to next week, only because it's Frankenheimer, even though I will, I'm saying this now, will hate the episode. I'm saying that now.
1: <laughs> okay. It's out it. of
0: the way. I will hate it. I know that. It's in Richard's top ten, and I still will hate it. We're going to just watch
1: you squirm in anguish and you'll probably be really shit-faced. I've,
0: I've watched so many episodes, so many movies of Frankenheimer where I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like, he was
1: hired at the last second to direct, sort of thing. And I'm like, sorry, I'm fine. But I think it's, all of us have favorite directors, though, that have bad movies. Not everything the Carpenter made was fucking gold. He made, no, that's correct. Shit. He made a lot of shit. Uh,
0: there's only a few good directors and Sergio Leone's probably number one. Yeah, I couldn't tell you a bad movie he directed. Maybe one of the Hercules movies in his early career, Colossus I of Rhodes. Yeah, like maybe an extremely lucky man. He hasn't had it done yet. I I, I didn't care for Inglorious Bastards. I loved it. Same. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't. I didn't care for it. And there's not a Chris I like. <laughs> I like. Chris I have to see that
1: set. guy make a movie where I'm like, wow, really, Quentin Tarantino? What the fuck are you thinking? I haven't seen it yet. There's
0: not a Christopher Nolan movie I don't like. Yeah, I see. Chris Nolan's my favorite. I haven't seen Tenet yet, but I, uh, I like Tenet. Tenet wow. was really good. I enjoyed it. The prestige is so vastly underrated. Yeah. Fucking love Anyway, let's get out of here. Um, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Adam Wilcox. Dick, cock, dick it. So long, Mystery. dick, cock, dick it. Oh, and Citizens. Do it, do it, do it. We need an exit song. Like Twilight Zone. This is weird.
1: Yeah, Fuck you. some fanfare music. Because your intro was pretty lit. I like it.
0: There is... I'll just play that part. That's good. <laughs> so fucking artsy. I'm going to end the broadcast this week.